The book of Judges chapter 20. Judges chapter 20. And I'm going to read from verses 15 to 27. Judges chapter 20, verses 15 to 27. If you find your place, I want you to start with me for the reading of God's word. If you find your place in the book of Judges chapter 20, verses 15 to 27, I want you to stand with me. Let's stand together uh, for the reading of God's word. And the children of Benjamin were numbered at that time out of the city, city and 6,000 men that drew sword beside the, in, the inhabitant of Gabriel, which were numbered 700 chosen men. Verse 16. Among all these people, there were 700 chosen men left-handed. Everyone who sling stones at the hair breath and not miss. And when the men of Israel beside Benjamin were numbered 400,000 men that drew sword, all these men were men of war. Verse 18. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us shall go first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go first. And verse 19. And the children of Israel rose up in the morning and encamped against Gabriel. And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. And the men of Israel put the battle in Haray in fight against them at Gibeah. Verse 21. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed them and destroyed them to the ground of the Israelite that day. Twenty and two thousand men. Verse 22. And the people of and, and the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and set the battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first day. And the children of Israel went and went before the law until even and asked counsel of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up again to Benjamin, I mean, to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, Go up against him. And 24. And the children of Israel came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. And the children of, and Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah on the second day and destroyed them down and destroyed them to the ground of the children of Israel again in 10,000 men. All these drew the sword. Look at verse 26. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went and came up unto the house of God and went and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even and offered burnt offerings and peace offering before the Lord. Look at verse 27. And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. Father, we thank you so much this morning. We are so grateful for this privilege that we have as believers. Thank you, thank you so much for your loving kindness. Thank you because you have been our source of help and strength. Thank you so much for giving us your holy book, the Bible, 
that will guide us, that will teach us the right path that we ought to take. Father, we pray, O Lord, that the word of God will be precious in the sight of your people today. That you will be magnified today. Father, that you will empty me and fill me with all of you. That the spirit of the living God will fill this auditorium. And at the end, all the glory and honor given to your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seat. And this morning I will be telling a little bit of story about the reason why the children of Israel, they had to go to battle against the children of Benjamin. Don't forget the children of Benjamin, they are part of the tribe of the children of Israel. But something happened. One man was traveling and he passed through the coast of the children of Benjamin. And they abused the man's concubines. And they abused the man's concubines all night. And the woman died. And the man did something crazy. The man pieces his concubines and dis- distributed the body all over the tribes of the children of Israel. He distributed the body. He cut the body of his concubines into pieces and he spread it. And when the children of Israel saw that what was done, they were angry and they summoned the man and they said, what happened? And he explained and he narrated the story about what happened. And the children of Israel, they were like, this thing should never be done in the nation of Israel. These people, they have committed a greater abomination. And one thing we are going to do, we are going to destroy them. We are going to fight against them. And that is why the children of Benjamin and the children of Israel, they fought together. But they were brothers. They were in the same, they were, they were brothers and sisters. They were not supposed to be fighting each other, but that is not what I'm going today. And I want you to look at something they did. They did that two times, which is very important to what I want to teach us or preach to us this morning. And I want to talk about the significance of the house of God, the importance of the house of God. Now, look at what the Bible says here in verse. Verse 18, and the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God. So when the children of Israel, they wanted to go and fight, they went to the house of God. They know that that is where the heart of the covenant was kept. And that is where they always go to meet with the Lord. That is where they go for the presence of the Lord to fill the place. But you know the house of God today, the Bible says the local church is the house of God. The local church is the house of God where the people of God, where they meet together. Now let me prove to you from the Bible to say, take your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. And we are coming back to that passage. Take your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. This is Paul writing to Timothy, instructing him how people ought to behave in the house of God. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And we are there. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says here in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. It said, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself, where? In the house of God. Which is the church. Amen. Can you see that in your Bible? First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. So the Bible says here, Paul was admonishing Timothy, he said, listen, 
Timothy is the pastor of the church at Ephesus. He is the pastor of the church. And God said to Timothy and said, Timothy, I mean, and Paul was writing to Timothy and said, Timothy, if I stay long before I come, I'm instructing you that thou should know how you ought to behave in the house of God, which is the church. Which is the church of the living God. The pillar and the ground of what? Of the truth. So the house of God in the Old Testament, and we see the equivalent to our local church. Where believers, they meet together. Now, in the temple, which is, which is in the Old Testament, they have the priests, they have the Levites, and they have so many offices that people, where people come together, and they are serving the Lord. Many people are serving the Lord in the house of God in the Old Testament. It is so important to the children of Israel that they go to the house of God before they do anything. There is something special about the house of God to the children of Israel. They will never do anything without consultation in the house of God. The house of God is so important, that is why they cannot do with the house of God. They dare not play with the house of God. And that is why David said this. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. He said, I was glad. I was so excited. I was full of joy when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because they dare not play with the house of the Lord. The house of God is so important. They have one at Bethel. They have one at Shiloh. In the Old Testament, people make a special place where they meet with God. And with others, brethren too. And in the New Testament, the house of God is equivalent to your local church. A place where believers meet together. And we see that in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. What are the significance of being in the, in the house of God? Is there any importance where we should go to church? You know, we have thousands of people sitting in front of their houses. They do not care about the house of God. You see people, they will, if you go to them, they will, they will be the first one to tell you, I'm a Christian. I mean, they will be the one. To, they will be the first people to tell you before you even open your mouth. Now, I, I don't, when I go out so many and I stretch my hands to, uh, I, mean, I don't know Mommy Mercy, I'm meeting Mommy Mercy for the first time. Even before she will collect it, I have seen that often and often. They will be the one to tell me that, ah, I'm a Christian. You know what they are saying? I don't need it. So we have thousands of people in our churches, I mean, in outside the churches today, they do not care about the house of God. They do not care about how significant, how important the house of God is. And that is why the children of Israel, before they make any decision, they will have to come to the house of God. Why is the house of God so important? Why should it be more important to you than any other person in the world? I have some few points to give us this morning. In order for us to understand the significance of the house of God. Number one, a place where believers seek godly counsel. House of God is a place where believers seek godly counsel. Take your Bible back to Judges. Look at verse 18 that we read. Look at verse 18, the book of Judges chapter 20, verse 18. And the children of Israel arose and went to the house of God and what? And asked counsel of who? Of God. And the house of God is a place where you seek a godly advice. They went to the house of God and said, God, 
what do you want us to do in this problem? We are in mess. We are in problem. We need to fight. What do you think? You know, a lot of us, when we have problems, we go from one place to another. The children of Israel, they do not run from one church to another. They have a particular location where they said, this is where we are meeting God, and this is where we know God answers prayer, and this is where we want to be. They ask counsel of God. They seek advice. There is one established God's institution where godly and Bible-based counsel can be sought for, and that is your local church. You know, many people seek counsel from their friends, who are not even spiritual. Let me say this. A lot of us, the people that we seek counsel for, advice, I want to die, I want to even They don't even go to church. They are not even Christians. And those are the people that we go to and say, uh, how can I manage my family? Oh, my wife is doing this to me. How can I direct my family? Do you know that those who are not spiritually minded, they will never help you to be spiritually minded. Amen? Amen. The people that are not spiritually minded, when you are talking spiritual, they will be talking carnal. Now the Bible says, carnal man is enmity against God. So why do we go to the house of God? That is where the Bible-based counsel can be sought for. The children of Israel, they could have gone to somewhere else. They could have gone to another location where they can seek the advice but the only place where they think about going is in the house of God. Many people seek counsel from false prophets and pastors. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who are you seeking counsel for? What kind of people are giving you advice? You know, a lot of people will say, ah, you know, we, we, we get wisdom for wisdom now. But you know what? There is wisdom of God and there is wisdom of this word. People that are not spiritually minded, they will never give you a biblical sound advice that will go with this book. And most of the people today, let me tell you, most of the people that are drunker today, most of the people that are I mean, alcoholic today, most of the people that are smokers today, you know where they get their advice from? Not from the Bible, but from their friends. That is it. That is the truth. I have cancer. I have talked to so many people. I say, when did you start smoking? They say, ah, because my friends are smoking and I also lost, and they enticed me to be smoking. Oh, when did you start doing this? Because my friends... You will never see it in the Bible that the Bible tells you that is why a lot of people hate Bible. Because the Bible will never tell you to do things that will be contrary to what is good for you. God has your best interest in your heart. God loves you so much that he will never want you to do anything that will hurt you, that will hurt your family, that will hurt your future. And that is why believers, we should come together in the house of God where believers can seek the counsel of God. We can know the mind of God. We can know what God wants us to do in a particular situation. The ungodly people cannot give a biblical counsel. You only get godly counsel from God's help. You get a support and strength. And don't go anywhere. You cannot be helped. It will lead to more mystery and disappointment. 
You know, a godly church will take you to the Bible and not their own personal opinion. If you go to a church and maybe you seek a counsel, and the pastor will never take you to the Bible and say, Now, if you want to make this godly decision, this is what the Bible says. I have a cousin. It's not a pastor, but I'm telling you everything he wants to talk about. Talking about business, he will mention the Bible. Talking about personal life, he will always mention the Bible, and it's not a pastor. Everything about life, let me tell you something, is in the Word of God. You think about how to set up your business, how to make, how to, how to be blessed by God in your business, it's in the Bible. How to do things for God is in the Bible. How to establish your home is in the Bible. How to train your children is in the Bible. You don't seek advice from the worldly people out there because they will never help you. How many of your ungodly friends have helped you in life spiritually? How many of them have gotten you closer to God? How many of them has helped you to read more Bible? How many of them has helped you to do more things for God? How many of them has helped you to be faithful to God? None. And that is why, believers, you need to be faithful to the house of God. Because the house of God is where you will get a Bible-based counsel. Many people are suffering from the lack of Bible counsel from God's word. Because they've disassociated themselves from the house of God. I've seen a lot of people that will tell you that, me, ah, I, I will never go to church because of the past experiences that they've experienced. Many people have gone to church that have hurt them. Many people, they've, I've heard a lot of stories that people will tell you that, there was a man that was telling me, I went to, I went so many in, in this Illyria side. And one man was asking me, he said he has vowed that he will never go to church again. I said, what? Why did you say that? He said, imagine, I go to a church and the pastor asked me to go and bring a wure. Oh, that was what he said to me. He said, well, it is better for me to go to Babala Waga. Because the same thing, Babala Waga, I mean, the, the, the abolish will ask me, the abolish will ask me to bring a wure. And that was what the pastor said to me. He said, go and bring Goats. And listen, I and, I and he mentioned all this. He say the pastor asked me to go and bring goats, pepper. I said, This pastor wants to eat. <laughs> this I'm telling you, mentioned palm oil, he mentioned everything. And he said, Because he wants to be the reason why he went to the pastor, because he wants his business to be booming, to be increasing, he wants to have more, more customers in his business. And he went to the pastor. And the pastor explained to him everything that he has to bring. Go and bring gold. Go and bring palm oil. And he brought everything. And I said, how did he go? He said, it's the same thing. Nothing changes. And I've seen a lot of disappointment in churches today. But let me tell you something. There are still godly churches that are standing upon the word of God. That will not do the things of this world. But let me tell you, you need to stake and stay and be faithful to those kind of churches where you can seek godly counsel. In this world, it's full of discouragement and disappointment. And church should be a place where you come to and you hear an encouraging word. A godly counsel that will uplift your spirit. And that is why I've never regretted once in my life that I joined a Bible-believing church. I've never 
Because I've been to so many churches in my life. I can tell you, I can, I can tell you so many churches where I've been. I've been to so many churches, name it. I was born in one. Many, 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 many. So I'm telling you that when I joined a Bible-believing church, I began to grow more and more in my faith. I began to read more Bible. I began to ask questions I've never asked before. And I go to church where they give me the opportunity to ask a stupid question. I mean, I ask some stupid question that the pastor look at me and say, where do you get all these questions from? But I'm telling us that we should make the house of God important. The children of Israel, they made the house of God so important to them that before they even go to war, they went to the house of God. You know one thing I found out today? We Christians, after we have made decision that we now go to God, God, I've already made my decision. Are you going to bless it? That is not what we should do. Before the children of Israel, before they go to war, first of all, they consulted God. What do you think about this? You know, if you read that story very well, just because you even ask counsel of God and God said, do it, does not mean it's going to be successful. They went to the battle. God asked them to go. And they were defeated. But some of us, we will quit. Say, oh God, didn't I tell you that I want to start business? Why did you allow my business to fail? Didn't I tell you that I want to start something? I told you, I prayed, I fasted. But why did you allow my business to fail? Now, the children of Israel, they went to God before. And God told them that, go. And still, they lost in the battle. They lost so many people. But I'm saying that God wants us to have a right attitude by seeking his counsel. So, a church is a place where we seek godly counsel. Number two, a church is a place where we are comforted. A church should be a place where believers are comforted. Look at verse 26 of that same passage. Verse 26. And I want you to look at this. Verse 26 of the book of Judges chapter 20, verse 26. And after they were defeated, after so many people died, look at where they go. They didn't get bitter against God and say, God, I hate church. They didn't get bitter against God. God, I'm never going to church again. Look at what they said. Then, all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came Unto the house of God. That would be our attitude, right? If it were you, you started a business, you were defeated. The second time, you were defeated. The third time, you were defeated. That is what we are going to say. Oh, I hate church. Do you know where they go? All of them, they went back to church again. They went back to the house of God. The house of God that they went and they were told that everything is going to be alright. Everything is going to be alright. And it wasn't alright for them. And they still went to the house of God. A house, the house of God is a place where believers are comforted. Irregardless of what you are going through in life, the house of God should be where you are comforted. Where the word of God will comfort you. Look at what happened to the believers here. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, And they went up and came unto the house of God. What did they do? And wept. And they sat before the Lord. So they wept. They were able to express their emotions. They were able to express themselves in crying. How many times 
Have you come to the house of God and cry and say, God, I know that everything I've tried has failed, but I don't know where to go again. There was a time that when we were doing our logging, the woman that supplied us the logging, when he came to our church, he came inside the church. I will never expect that, I mean, the woman to do that kind of thing. Do you know what she did? She fell flat on her face inside the church here. And she was, I, I never even heard what she was saying. Maybe she was praying or she was sleeping, I don't know. But she fell flat on her face. I don't know what she was going through. But she spent so much time praying or crying or whatever she's doing. Well, I'm telling us believers, the house of God is where we can be comforted. Are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to Jesus. Listen, when everything is said and done, when no one cares about you, there is only one person that cares about you and that is God. Even if you run away, you say, God, I hate you. I don't want anything to do with you. Think about the prodigal son. Where did he come back to? He came back to his father's house. Listen, the house of God is where we can be comforted. There is much disappointment in this world. You know, sometimes I I feel so refreshed when I come to church. Because you go out and you, you hear so many profane. And that is why in our church... You will see that we want you to be, we want you, we want your soul to be lifted up. You know, you see, I mean, you see so many churches today, the same music you hear in the world, the same music that you go to church, you still hear the same music. Abby? That is the same music that you hear in church, that is the same you hear in the world. And we come together as believers, we are comforted by the preaching of God's word, we are comforted. By the testimonies of other believers, we are comforted because of what people are doing for them. The Bible tells us they fasted and they went before the Lord. You know, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That is what David said in the book of Psalm 61. There is something unique about a Bible-believing local church. It gives comfort in the midst of trouble. A beer parlor cannot give you problems. Amen? You know, I've seen a lot of men today. They will tell you that maybe their wife is giving them, I mean, their wives are giving them problems at home. You know where they go? Beer parlor. They will go and drink. And it will hurt to their problems. And they come back home. You know what they will do to their wife? They will still fight. Listen, it will never give you. That is not the place you go. You will never be comforted. Oh, they, a lot of people will go to their friends and their friends will give you their advice. Ah, your wife is giving you problems. You don't know anything. Me, I will punch her. That is the kind of advice they will get. But let me tell you this morning, you go to the house of God, you are comforted. Amen? You go to the house of God, you are comforted. Pastor will never tell you to beat your wife. Pastor will never tell you to go and drink. Pastor will never tell you to go and take weed or, or cigarettes to get high. And a lot of people say, let me just make myself get so high so that I can say anything. One man told me one day, let me say, one man told me one day, say, ah, Pastor, if I don't drink this, I will not be able to say what I want to say. I mean, that was what I was, I, and I was like, so you have to drink this so that you will get so high and you'll be able to say what you want to say. 
Christian believers, I want you to listen to me this morning. We are comforted of God when we go to the house of God. Amen? Amen. And that is why you shouldn't play. You shouldn't play with the house of God. Every time the door of the church is open, we should always dare to be there. If we are not sick, if we are not tired, and if you are tired, if we are not sick, if we do not travel, just make yourself to be there. It will give you much comfort when you come to the house of God. And number three, why, do we, why is the house of God so significant? And let me say this, look at, I mean, the book, the, the book of Psalm 53, I mean, 73, verses 2 to 17. You can go home and read it later. David, he was so troubled by every evil thing that he said in the world. He saw so many, of, I mean, the wicked people, they are prospering. In the book of Psalm 73, when you go home, just read it. So David saw so many, the wicked people, they are prospering. And the people that are righteous, they are suffering. And he was like, I don't understand God. I don't understand why you allow this to happen. I mean, the, the, the wicked people should be the ones suffering. The righteous people should be the ones enjoying. Why do you allow this to happen? And he said it was so trouble until he went to the house of God. And you know what David said? He said, now I understand their hand. He didn't get that answer when he was sitting at home discouraged. He got the answer when he went to the house of God. Amen? So we are comforted when we go to the house of the Lord. And number three, a place where you give your offering. A place where you give your offering. So look at what the Bible says in verse 26. I mean verse 26 again. And when they sat and fasted that day until even, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Now let me say this. Burnt offerings and peace offering before the Lord. Christ is our bond and Christ is our peace offering. And because of what he has done, we give willingly, sacrificially, and consistently to the house of the Lord. Now many Christians today do not want to learn about giving. They don't even want to hear anything about giving. But if you want your local church to move forward, you need to give to support our consistently. There is a widow, the Bible talks about, just what I talk about in the book of Luke. The Bible talks about that widow when she went to the temple. She cast all her living into the treasury of the house of God. And just Christ said, this widow has done so much. See, out of what he has, she has, she has given to the Lord. You see, nothing is little if it comes from your heart. Amen. There is nothing so little when it comes from your heart. Let's give sacrificially to the Lord. And the Bible tells us that God blesses a cheerful giver. So, I mean, a local church is a place, the house of God is a place where people give their offerings to the Lord. Church needs money to support the work of God. A lot of people, when we talk about money, say, oh, don't talk about money in the church. But let me, t- let me say, tell you this, where we are staying today, where this, this building, you know the reason why we can stay here? Because of money. Abby? The reason why we have this local assembly today is because some people gave. Some people understand the importance of giving to the work of God. So, every one of us, we must learn how to give. Don't say, Pastor, when I have more money, I will give. You will never give when you have more money. 
If you don't start with little that you have, you will never give more. You say, Pastor, my business is not booming now. When your business, when your business booms, you will never give. The little that is coming, learn how to give from that little that is coming. Say, Pastor, oh, I'm a student. Oh, you are a student. Student also gives. God blesses that. Oh, Pastor, I'm not working. The Bible says, whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your hearts. So God blesses giving. So we see in the, in the life of the children of Israel, they gave the burnt offerings and they gave the peace offering to the Lord. And look at the last one. A house of God is a place where we pray to the God of heaven. Amen? Look at verse 27. And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord. For the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. They what? They inquired. The inquiry means to request. Listen to me this morning, this afternoon. God wants you to request. The Bible says, make your request known unto God. So the house of God is where believers come together and they inquire of the Lord. God, we want a direction in my family. I want a direction in my home. I want a direction in my work. I want a direction in my business. I want a direction in my academies. I want you to lead me. The children of Israel, they were asking God. They asked him in the first place. But they are still asking me again that God, is this what you want us to do? Is this where you want us to go? Listen, our church have a time where we come together, where believers come together, where we pray before God. We want you to understand that you can ask God and God will hear and answer your prayers if it is according to his will. On Wednesday is the time our Bible study and prayer meeting where believers can come together and make their request known unto God. And let me say this, you don't have to come to our church, you don't have to come to church before you pray to God, before God answers your prayer. But let me tell you something, when believers come together and pray, great things happen. Amen? You can pray in your home and God will hear your prayers, Amen? I mean, I mean, I mean, David said, where would I flee from your presence? He said, if I'm in hell, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I'm in heaven, you are there. He said, if I'm in the death of the sea, you are there. So let me tell you this morning, there is no place that you can pray that God will never answer your prayer. The Bible says that, that worship God must worship in the spirit and in truth. So the children of Israel, they gather together and say, God, we need you. We need your help. We cannot do this on our home. They inquired through the word of God and through asking him in prayer. Let me tell you this morning, the house of God is so significant because every one of us, we can participate and do something to the glory of God. Amen? Are you active? Do you see the significance in the house of God? Do you just see it as a requirement that you have to fulfill? Do you just see it as where, oh, where I just have to go? Or oh, if I don't go, the pastor will ask of me. Or you see it as something that I need to be because it is good for me. Amen? Amen? I need to do it because it is good for me and my family. I need to do it because it is good for me. In those days, when our fathers, when our fathers, when they embrace Christianity and they want to go to church, do you know what they do? The children will be in front and the parents will be at the back. But not today. 
The children, the parents will go first and the children will be coming at the back, which is wrong. As parents, we should lead our children to the house of God. We should follow them. You let them go in front because if you let them follow you, they can turn back to anywhere. But you follow them to guide them. This is where we are going. It is so significant, it's so important for us as believers. Let's make it important because of what the house of God can do for us. Listen, if you do not come or if you do not go to church, it does not change the name of God. Amen? Amen. It will still be God. It does not change the attributes of God. It does not reduce the power of God. It does not reduce what God can do. But everything that we do is for our own benefits. Everything. Everything that you do is for your own good. The house of God is so important. And I pray that many of us today, we will think about our family. We will think about our future. We think about the house of God as a place where you see godly counsel, where you get comfort, where you offer your offering, and where you pray to God. Are you faithful to God's house? I, I believe strongly with all my heart that many of us today, we need to decide this morning to be faithful to the house of God because of its benefit to us and to our family. Now, take your Bibles lastly to the book of Isaiah, I mean, Psalm 84. Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse 10. Here is what David said. I love David. I love him so much. Here is what David said. Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse 10. Look at what the Bible says here. Are we all there? The Bible says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. And he said, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. This is what David says. Say, it is better for me to be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to be in the tents of wickedness. Father, we thank you so much this morning. I pray that you will help our people to be committed to you by being faithful to the house of God. Father, I pray that you continue to give them the strength, enable them to be able to live their lives for you. We know that they've heard this message this morning and they will be tempted not to, not to just do anything about it. Father, I pray that you will help them to do something about the word of God that they are hearing. We thank you. We appreciate your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand up this morning. Let's stand up together.